Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. So this morning we're going to jump into this um, series and I want to start by saying this this morning. I've said it a few times. I believe that the greatest hidden truth in the church today, the greatest thing that's hidden, the thing that most people overlook or don't understand or don't fully appreciate is that each person has been gifted or endowed by God. Every one of us. Have a, look, have a look at you. Let me let me look at you this morning. Have a good look at me this morning. Amen. Give me a big smile there in the middle. Yeah, that's, that's the one. Amen. Every one of us has been gifted by God. Amen. Every one of us as a child or a daughter of God has been supernaturally endowed. We have gifts uh, living on the inside of us, supernatural abilities that God has given us. And if I was Satan, I'm not a very bad looking one, am I? I mean, I'd, I'd just have to get a little bit more uglier and a bit more cringier and, and whatever. But if I was Satan, I would do all that I can to try and hide that truth from every child of God. I would, I would employ every strategy that I could to hide and to not allow God's children to fully appreciate who God is within them and what He has placed on the inside of them. I would do all that I can. I would, I would make you doubt who God says that you are. I would make you so busy that you would never have time to ever think about. I would do all that I can to make you super busy. I would convince you if I was the devil that the only life that's important is this one. I would get you to focus all your energy and all your resources and all that you are on this life and not even contemplate the fact that God's preparing us for the life beyond this life. Amen. If I was Satan, I'd confuse you and make you unaware of your potential. In fact, that's why I think Paul, when he comes to speak to the church about the topics of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, he, he encourages the, the church and starts to bring to bear that so often in, in our walk with God and in, in the church today, in the church here in Shell Harbour Community Church, but possibly across every other church as well, that most of the church has allowed their gifts to be lying dormant within them. Most of the church is allowing the gift of God to be lying dormant within them where God is wanting us to stir the gift and be fully aware of who Christ is within us and the gifts of God that He's placed inside of us. That's why I believe that Paul says this to the church in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. He says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant about them. To not know or to understand, Paul's saying about spiritual gifts, he doesn't want us to be ignorant about them. And ignorant to what? What's Paul talking about there where he says about being ignorant that each believer has been endowed with a charisma? That you've been endowed with a charisma? We looked at that last week. What's the definition of the word Charisma, listen to it this morning, miraculous faculty and inherit spiritual power, spiritual endowment or ability possessed or inherited by someone, a religious qualification. Hallelujah. Said it last week or the week before, I think it was. We are all in ministry. We are all in ministry. Sure, the church needs um, um, pastors and leaders and and whatnot, and does part of the ministry. But when God views the church, we are all ministers. We are all, we're all called to minister. No one is off the hook. 
every one of us that has asked Jesus to, to be your Lord and Saviour and is now a part of the body of Christ, guess what? We're all called to minister to one another with the gifts of God that God has entrusted us. Amen. But if I was a devil, I'd do all that I can to blind you of that truth. I would do all that I can to get you that busy that you had no time to be able to serve with the gift. I would do all that I can to try and make you doubt who God says that you are. Because I know that if I can hold you back from the truth of who you are, then I will limit your ability to be able to bless and to build the kingdom of God. Amen. And that's exactly why Paul said for us not to be ignorant. Well, today we want to look at a couple of different groups of the, the gifts of God. And the first ones that we want to look, look at are found in the book of uh, Romans chapter 12. And we'll call these the motivational gifts. A couple of weeks ago, we outlined the three different sets of giftings. And we said that we'd talk about each particular grouping. The first one that we're going to look at this morning is motivational gifts. Question to ask you this morning, have you ever wondered why some people are just naturally go around encouraging other people? You ever wondered that? Why some people just have this ability to be able to encourage others, one, other people without any bother whatsoever? Or people that are so generous with their lives and with their money. Have you seen people like that? They just can't work it out. They're just always so generous and so encouraging. Or that person that just seems to make difficult things or systems seem so easy. I don't like those people. I do not. You're going to spend three hours thinking about something. They just come along and they just go, bang, done. Don't like those sort of people, but they're there. Or what about the person that always seems to go the extra mile with other people, always being super patient and super loving? We, we all know different people that are like that, that appear to have this, this edge about them. Well, I want to say it's the, the motivational gifts that God's blessed them with, with. And today I would like to propose that you, the people that may, uh, that, that may seem motivated or gifted in a certain way, are simply demonstrating the charisma or the gift of God that's been given to them. That's all that they are simply doing. They're demonstrating or they're acting out or they're living out or they're living in the gift that God has given them. Amen. Every one of us has been gifted by God. Every one of us has been blessed with a motivational gift. God gave us that gift. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, when He ascended on high, Jesus, He gave gifts or charisma to people. Amen. His people. So we want to look at a text this morning. If you've got your Bibles this morning or your smart devices, I don't know how smart they are, but Romans chapter 12 Verse 6 to 8, we want to have a look at the first grouping of gifts that we're going to be looking at over the next few weeks. We're going to read through this text this morning. It'll be up on the screen, but I'll read through it this morning. It says, God has given each of us the ability to do certain things well. Amen. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, then prophesy wherever you can. As often as your faith is strong enough to receive a message from God. If your gift is that of serving others, then serve them well. If you're a teacher, do a good job of teaching. If you're a preacher, see to it that your sermons are strong and helpful. If God has given you money, be generous in helping others with it. If God has given you administrative ability, 
and put you in charge of the work of others, take the responsibility seriously. Those who offer comfort to the sorrowing should do so with Christian cheer. It's here that we find the first grouping of motivational gifts. We see the gift of prophecy, the gift of service, the gift of teaching, the gift of encouragement, the gift of giving, the gift of administration, and the gift of passion. And there's a few more verses of Scripture that relate to these gifts as well. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, there's a couple more mentioned there. And then 1 Peter chapter 4, there's a few more mentioned there as well. But we would say that these are primarily the first group of motivational gifts that God gives to us. And I want to note from a verse that we just read out there that the charisma, that word there in the Greek, is the same word that's used in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, where Peter says, As each one has received the gift, sit on it until you get to heaven. Amen. Do nothing about the gifts that I've given you. As each one has received a gift, do nothing your whole Christian experience with it except come to church and go home and be a good Christian. Well, I say, come to church, go home and be an exceptional Christian. Amen. Use the gifts that God has given you before you make your way to eternity. Amen. Do all that you can to use the gifts that God has given you. You know what some people we can underestimate and underscore some of the gifts that we've been given. Some people think that prophecy is the the greatest gift of all. Some people think that preaching is the greatest gift of all. Can I say today some of the some of the, the things that we would call as 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 quite minuscule or or maybe maybe just underrated a little bit, one of the most powerful gifts in the church today is the gift of service. One of the most powerful gifts today in the church is the gift of service. That's where you see people that take the bowl, they take the napkin, and they go around and they just serve others. Just looking for the needs within people's lives and then simply are committed to meeting their needs. Friends, can I say today, that's one of the most powerful gifts that God has given us. And God, in His great glory and in His great um, design, not only just saved us, not only brought us together as the family that we are, but He also gave each one of us unique and special abilities to use in the service of building up His body and making it all that He's called it to be. A glorious place called the house of God. Amen. But the truth is, the church, His body won't be all that it's called to be unless all of us are committed to the journey of finding out what it is that God's gifted us with and then using that gift for the glory of God. I said a couple of weeks ago, most of the time we can work out what our gift is, is simply we are good at doing something. We're simply good at doing something. Amen. You put Rachel, uh, Rachel Worthy, I was going to say Rachel Worthy as a song worship leader. Amen. Maybe that's in the future. Prophetic word just flowing out there. I can feel it. Rach the worship leader. But I was thinking of Rach Spinelli. You know, Rach, Rach is our worship pastor, our worship Director, she does everything. She's amazing. You know, Rachel's gifted in worship. If you put Darren Lorden back up here, I don't know how Darren would go. It, it might be powerful, Darren. I'm not sure. Everyone would leave. All right, it'd be that powerful. It'd have the opposite effect. Amen. 
But you know, I'm sure that Rach doesn't wake up. I'm sure she does wake up on Sunday morning and say, please, Lord, anoint me. But I'm sure she doesn't wake up and say, oh God, I hope I've got what I need this morning. I, I, I don't think so. I think when I w- watch Rach get up here, she's up here with joy. She's up here with a sense of freedom. It doesn't look like she's doing it hard, amen. Why? Because she's in her space. She's in the gift that God's called her to do. She's doing what it is that God's called her to do. And I would expect that out of that, there's a great sense of reward that comes from that, amen. Great sense of reward that comes from that. So what happens when we employ our gifts? Three little things and then I'm going to finish with a couple of thoughts that hopefully might get us thinking a little bit deeper this morning. What happens when we employ our gifts? Like 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 says, As each person has received a gift, use it for the benefit or the blessing of others. What happens when we employ our gifts? Number one, when we get involved and we start activating the gifts that God has given us, God, number one, is glorified. God is is glorified. One of the greatest ways that we bring glory to God is by being and using what He's called us to be and who He's, who he's called us to be and what He's called us to use. Amen. The gift that He's given us with or given us to or given to us might be another way to put it. Amen. I'll get there. I love this scripture here. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20. It says, For you were bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. It means literally to let Him shine through us, let our light shine before men. Ordinary people won't glorify God. Only extraordinary people are willing to use what God has given them. Amen. People serving in their community, people singing on stage, business people out in the marketplace. When you use your gift, it brings glory to God. Number two, second thought, when we employ our gifts, the church is encouraged and built up. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, I'm so hopeful that this will be just maybe a more normal year. That'd be awesome. I know every other church leader, business person, mum, dad, we're all thinking the same. Just give us one normal year this year. No interruptions. None of the silly stuff that's gone on. The church is encouraged and built up when we use our gifts. Do you want to see the church grow? Yeah, for sure. We do. Absolutely. Well, then we use our gifts. Listen to what it says in Ephesians 4, 16. It says this this morning, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes the growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Now, there's so many things I could say out of that verse of Scripture there that are running through my mind right now. But then I'm thinking maybe I shouldn't say that. So maybe I better not say that. But I love it there. Listen to what it says. Join and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share. God's church is not fulfilled while people withhold their unique ability. If you don't use your gift, someone else in the body misses out. Somebody misses out. God sees you as a unique and important part of His church. And the question we must ponder is this, am I doing my share? Am I supplying what I can supply? Oh, got it? You sure you've got it? It's good water too. Mm. Tastes like water. By which every point joint supplies, 
and by which every part does its share. Supplying and sharing. Hallelujah. So number two, the church is encouraged to build up when every part does its share. Number three, this morning, how we employ our gifts. Why is it important? Well, we will be rewarded, as I said two weeks ago, for how we use our gifts. Matthew chapter 16, verse 27. When the Son of Man returns with all of His holy angels, He will reward one each according to their work. Amen. Amen. Love that thought there. The church is full of faithful people, right? But what God is not only looking for is not just faithful people, but fruitful people. I'll let that one just sit for a minute. God loves us being faithful, but He's looking for us not only to be faithful, He's looking for us to be fruitful. Think about the parable of the talents. What was the whole point of the journey there that they brought a what? A return, an increase on the investment that the Master made in them. I believe as well that we need to fully appreciate too that God wants us to be faithfully apart and, and, and join to his local church. I believe that with all of my heart. But he also wants us to be fruitful. Hallelujah. Fruitful in the things that he's entrusted to us. With the gifts, the abilities, the talents. Amen. There are, there are probably another, I don't know, half a dozen song leaders in the house this morning. Maybe you need to shake off that dust on that gift and, and get it out. There could be another 16... Who? Sixteen hubs, teams, welcomes. You just had to throw that in there, didn't you? But there could be a whole stack of people that have got a prophetic gift this morning. You know what I observe in in the church, and I don't know what it is. I think it could be it could be hurt, it could be misunderstanding. But I don't know how often in, in people's journeys journey in in their faith they get marvellously born again, they, they, they get forgiven, they begin to grow, they start to discover the gifts that God's given them and they start to flourish in those and there's this amazing sense of life that comes out of that. Why? Because we're doing what, what it is that we're made for. Amen? I was going to make a mechanic joke then, but I, I think I'm going to muck it up. So I'll keep moving on. Something about a Phillips head and a flat head. I, anyway, I'll keep moving on. No good at those sort of jokes. But, you know, they start to flourish in their relationship with God and they're just on fire and it's just like serving God and, and, and it's, it's like, why would you do anything else with your life? What, what, what else is there to do other than what we're doing? We're, we're just going and then all of a sudden, bang, something happens. There's a, there's a hurt, there's a misunderstanding, there's a disappointment. There's some disillusionment, something goes on, and then all of a sudden, boom, no longer. And then I've seen, seen, not in this church, in other churches, in other places, where people no longer are flourishing in their gift, and now they're just dormant in their gift. They come to church, and they do the church thing, and, you know, do all of that, but they're not really flourishing in their gift because of whatever might have taken place. Friends... This morning, this season that we're in now, 
as much as ever before is the time to move forward in the things that God has placed within you. It's time to move forward in the giftings that God has given you. It's time to dust off the dust on those gifts. It's time to start to get out of whatever it might be that you're in and start to use the things that God has given you. Amen. Not to sit back. Not to hold back, not to say, oh, well, God, this happened to me. God says, well, yeah, look what happened to me. Hello? You know, I know I'm speaking this today as we start to conclude. People potentially are really struggling with the thought that you could be gifted by God because of the view that you have of yourself that potentially is really hindering your desire and your vision to go, well, God, I want to start to step out in these things that you've trusted me with. You see, often what we see about us and what God sees about us are two different things. Anyone ever discovered that? Those that are being honest are going, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Many, many times over and over. I see myself this way, God, you see me totally different. If I ask many of us why we're not using our gifts that God has given us, I would say that's because of a lack of confidence or the wrong view of ourselves. And what holds us back most in life is how we see ourselves. What you see and what I see potentially can be very different. The point is this, God sees in our lives and what we see potentially at many times are totally different. The problem comes down to our focus. We live and think on a natural level. We look at our lives and our circumstances. We look at our bent nose. We look at scars on our foreheads. We look at bumps on our heads and all sorts of stuff. And we're not that eloquent when we speak. And, and, and you know, the list can go on and on and on. That Paul stated in Romans chapter 8, verse 37, that we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. Think of Gideon in the Old Testament, a man just like us, but God had a plan. Judges chapter 6, you can go there. But God comes to Gideon and says, Gideon, you, you mighty man of valor. Gideon, the star for today, the future star for the future. Gideon goes, what, me? You must be kidding. You must be joking. God, we know you're the father of time. You didn't clean your glasses properly this morning because you're looking at me and you're calling me a mighty man of valour. God wasn't looking at the externals of Gideon. God was looking into the potential in Gideon. Long story short, over a period of time, Gideon gets his act together and commits to becoming the person that God's called him to be. Incredible story. Turns a whole nation back to true worship. De destroys an army of 115,000 um, strong with I think it was 500, 300. Thank you, Rachel. Nothing better than have a theosaurus in the front row. <laughs> we'll get an email. Amen. <laughs> God does miraculous things through Gideon. And somewhere along Gideon's journey, he went, ah. Hey, God, this deal's not just about me. 
It's about you in me. You see, I want to encourage us all as we head into this year. It's a very important year for us, very important year for the world. But I really want to encourage you this morning. Step out in the gifts that God has given you. If you used to serve God in a certain way before, think about that gift that you were serving God in and through and with. And then say, Lord, well, how can I start to employ that gift again? As I said before, some of us need to shake the dust off that, that gift, shake the dust off whatever we've allowed to sit on top of that. Some of us need just to simply start to serve again. You know, I've found you can never be too old to serve God. Amen. Some people are 30 and they're old in God because they've stopped serving. How do we stay young in God? We just keep serving Him. Amen. Keep serving the people that are around about us. Let's bow our heads this morning and as we pray, as we finish this morning. Just let me share this last thought with you today. What you are is God's gift to you. What you make of yourself and how you minister to others is God's, is, excuse me, is your gift to God. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you today that you are so kind, you are so gracious. Your, your plan um, for our lives, for your church is far beyond our ability to be able to understand, Lord. But what we do understand, God, is that you love us. You've called every one of us to play a vital part in seeing your church become all that you've called it to be. And so, Lord, this morning, we just thank you today for this opportunity and to be able to listen to some truth from your word. We pray, Lord, that you help us to not only hear it, but to apply it. The Lord, in the coming weeks, that we would truly consider about how we can serve others by using the gift that you've called us to use. So, Lord, we thank you. We bless you. And everybody said amen and amen.